Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Money Watch ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It's Tuesday, August 8th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. Not the best, better is fine. I'm joined by Mark Talercio, the co-host, the executive producer of Everything in My Life, also a certified financial planner, as am I. How are you, Mark? Doing well. I was just looking at the calendar. So we have this week and we have next week, and that's a wrap on the month. Yeah. Goodbye, August. See ya. I'm also talking to you on a day where I cannot believe it, but I'm finally, because uh, we pre-record this last week, but uh, my windows are open. How how long has it been since I had my windows open? I mean, what a beautiful time to be in New York, except when there's like smoky, hazy, horrible things happening. We had like three days of what felt like hell. And then all of a sudden it started feeling like early September. Yeah. And that's fine with me. I went into the ocean swimming. I will tell you that uh, I kept a, my eye out for a, a shark because there have been a few shark attacks. I don't want to say that the shark was attacking. It was an incident. No one died. There's a uh, documentary that just hit HBO about, uh, I think it's called After the Bite, and it's about Cape Cod and all the problems that they're having now with the great whites. Oh, my God. I mean, a great white is for real. But, you know, these little other ones, they're not as bad. Anyway, um, I love the ocean. I'm a big ocean swimmer. I found out that Mark's not such a great swimmer. Just found that out recently. I was worried about you. I want you to take swimming lessons to get back on it. I don't know. I've kind of, you know, I've made it 45 years. I don't know. I think I'm okay. Really? All right. I love it. I don't like the water. Uh, you know, the ocean. I don't mind being out on a boat. No problem with that at all. But I don't want to go swimming in the ocean at all. You don't? No, no desire. It's so cool. Oh my God. It's like my happy space. I love it. And I'm the person who like goes way out, you know, by the way, also, uh, I was one of those kids who was lost at the beach once because my mother was very busy in conversation. And when I was four years old, they, a lifeguard held me up and said, does anyone belong to this kid? Uh, also Mark, I saw the movie Barbie, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Cannot say enough fabulous things about this movie. I am so, I'm, I'm sunk in. I wore pink to it also. I got all into it. Very campy. I never had Barbies. I mean, I had, I think I had like a Barbie van, but I was one of those kids who like, you know, made Barbie do terrible things. Like, you know, like what would happen if I like smashed her head off? Wouldn't that be fun? 
we were in Brooklyn over the weekend and I found myself, I was waiting for Amanda and Theo. They went into one of the stores and I'm standing outside the movie theater and I see all these girls, they couldn't, you know, probably like 20 years old. They were just dressed up from head to toe in their Barbie outfits, taking photos in front of the movie theater, posing. I'm thinking, what in the world? Where am I living? I mean, I'm going to send you a picture right now and I want you to just react to that in real time. I just sent it to your phone. Tell me what you think. Stand by for this big reaction from Mark Talercio to the person with whom he's worked for almost 15 years. Compared to what I saw on the street in Brooklyn, this is nothing. You have some hats on, some goofy hats, some goofy glasses, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm glad that that's all you think. That's good. Uh, Anyway, it was fabulous. And everyone should see it. It's really is fun. So uh, I I have to like really get my head on straight if I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. Three hours. I don't know. You know what I could do for three hours? I could talk to you and our listeners. If you have a financial question, I could listen to you for hours and hours and hours on end. And all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. While you're there, I got a big announcement. This is like all in the tank for the family, the family being CBS News. Guess who is our next guest for Jill on Money Live in honor of the kickoff, get it, kickoff to the NFL season, Nate Burleson, CBS Mornings host, the man who helps bring the NFL to your living rooms or your screens of any type every single weekend for CBS. Nate Burleson will be joining us on September 13th. Wednesday, September 13th, 7 p.m., he is going to join us to tell us about what we what are the storylines for this year's season. He's going to tell us about the business of sports, and he's going to talk about his love, absolute love of personal finance. He's so into it. By the way, he owns a little crypto, Mark, just FYI. So if you would like to check that out, guess what you have to do? You've got to subscribe to Jill on Money Live, 35 bucks for a whole year, and you get Nate. How about that? And you will also have access to more bonus content. Jill on Money Live, Nate Burleson, Wednesday, September 13th. I cannot wait. I love this guy. So check it out. All right. Today, we are going to talk to Eric, who's on the line from New York City. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Tell us what we can do for you. What is the What is the idea that we are going to opine over today? So a bit about me, I'm a CPA, I currently work in private equity, and I was posed with an interesting opportunity to, for something that I never thought would happen, me going back into public accounting. Ooh, that's that's exciting. Um, I, I like when new opportunities come up. Now, are you happy in your private equity world? Yes, I do the uh, internal accounting at a PE fund. So you're happy doing it. How old are you, Eric? Uh, 30. 30? You're so young. That's awesome. What What's your path been to this place? How did you get into private equity? I was in public accounting at a small CPA firm in New York City, and then I went to go work for one of my clients. Um, been at one or one big shop since then, and now been at my current role for about almost two years. Mm-hmm. But you're happy. You're like it's life's good. Like if you had to be there, this is a good place to be, right? Exactly. Okay, great. How much do you earn in this current place? Uh, 170. And you, um, well, I know this because we spoke before we got online. You're married, right? Correct. Uh, Does your wife still work? She's a teacher. Oh, I love that. You know, I love her for her pension. And also, I'm sure she's very nice. How much does she earn? A little less than 100,000. 
Are you guys both putting money into retirement accounts right now? I was up until this year. Um, I've, re- I've stopped all contributions to um, save for down payments. She is maxing out hers because she gets a little bit more of a guaranteed rate of return. So up until this point of my life, I was always maxing out my 401k. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I am not doing that. How's that feel? It's a, it was a bit you know, distracting. Well, I don't know if distracting, but worrisome at first. But the fact that I've already put, you know, the maximum amount into money market accounts mm-hmm. is a pretty interesting feeling. Yeah. It's good to have that access to the money, right? It's like, yeah. wow, holy smokes. The key is to, you know, not spend it on candy, though. While I you know, have it. I know. So true. So how much money have you saved in so the old, like all of your 401ks? What, what do you have saved in retirement assets? About off the top of my head, about me alone, I'm like 120,000. She's a little bit less than that. She's a lot less than that. But uh, I just want to make sure I understand. So for she's part of the New York State pension system, right? Correct. So she's got to put her eight and a quarter percent in. And then in addition, she's doing the deferred comp, which gets a ridiculously high guaranteed rate, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. That's why I make sure I understood that. Is she a happy teacher? Does she, you think she's going to stick with it for a while? I think she'd prefer not to. I, you know, I think over the past three years, like everyone's job, mm. teaching has, it, it, it's changed. It's not like when we went to school, it, it's basically a corporate job now. Mm. Um, you get, you know, she's got an email address and I always say she deals with, you know, 30 parents, you know, where I only have one or two bosses. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. So I'm not going to count on her beautiful pension, even though I'd love her to continue at least for the 10 years to get me, the... me, me, me too. And All right. you know, you got to remember health insurance also. Yeah. Lifetime, baby lifetime. So talk to us about the money that you've been saving for a down payment. What do you, so what have you accumulated for the down payment fund? Currently, we have about 70000 um, just liquid that we're hoping to use, but obviously prices continue to go up and it seems to get less and less every day. Do you think that you would like to buy in the city or are you talking about suburban? We're open to both if the right opportunities come up, but obviously, you know, living in the city has its own challenges when you, you know, come when daycare comes into play. So ultimately, I think we'll end up on Long Island, both of our parents are on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Hers are at retirement age. Mine are a few years beforehand. If you were to look at what you would be facing in terms of prices for a Long Island house, what's the range that you're looking at? Anywhere from six hundred to eight hundred thousand. You know, and obviously those six hundred thousand dollar homes they need, need work. work. I know. I'm going to say eight hundred because who wants to work so hard? Okay. Any other assets that you guys have available to you? Uh, I have a brokerage account of a little less than 100000 <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So now let's talk about the opportunity that has arisen. Yeah, so I was with one of my good friends, uh, good family friends, known in my whole life, um, back in th- around Thanksgiving time, and I jokingly said, I was like, how's your dad doing? Is he looking for any you know, junior partners? And he said he actually is. He hmm. runs a little basic mom and pop CPA firm, so 1040, 1065 clients, accounting clients as well. So I've met with him multiple times to discuss his business. And, you know, now we're just kind of waiting to go over numbers and all that fine stuff. I have kind of a good idea, but haven't really fine combed everything yet. Okay, so here's my question to you. This guy is in his 60s. The way the loan, uh, the way the deal might be structured could be something like you agree on a number, you have him work and do a transition period of some, you know, whatever number of years, you then own the practice maybe have an earn out with him for a little bit, but that, you know, you would end up owning it by, let's say by the time you're 35, you've got this beautiful practice. Is that about right? Yeah, more more or less so. Um, I would like to say, I don't think he'd ride off into the sunset just out of his nature. His dad worked until he was 90. And he, I, I think it's just in his blood to, you know, he's got some young grandkids. Maybe mm. he just wants to work, you know, two to three days a week, something okay. like that. All right. But you would eventually end up with this practice. Exactly. So the question you have is what exactly? What What is it that we want to do for you? So, you know, while I'm kind of familiar with how loans work in general, I don't necessarily know how buying a business works. Mm-hmm. You know, what would I have to do to, you know, make it work from a financial aspect? Well, okay. So there's kind of like the personal finance aspect. So here's, here's the first part. The question starts to become, well, could I do this acquisition? And what would that mean for my aspiration to buy a place? Because my guess is it depends how the deal is structured. Because if you had a deal where he might say, the business is worth a million dollars. I don't know what the business did in revenue last year, but let's just pretend it's a million dollars. You're not going to pay a million dollars and you're not even going to finance a million dollars. My hope would be that somehow you could say, okay, here's a good faith estimate of what, you know, what we think this thing is worth. You agree, you have to agree on what the price is of the, of what this business is really worth. And it may mean, I'm going to put you in touch with someone who can totally help you out, by the way, uh, someone who's in New York City, who has purchased or looked at buying financial planning firms and accounting firms. So I know someone who can totally help you out. But the real question is, do I want to take this on now, which might preclude me from buying a home? And that's a question I'm going to put back to you. How would you feel if you had to delay buying a home as you get this deal done? Yeah, no, I don't know. It'd be something that I have to really talk through with my wife and say, you know, is this something we want, we want to do? And where would that put us? You know, would we have to continue renting? Would we move out to Long Island, leave the city? 
maybe move back in with our parents as we continue to save more. Oh my God. I just had, I had like the hair on the back of my neck just went up when you said move back in with your parents. That's not a good situation. No, no. we're not going to do that. We're not my, doing that. My, my parents, I could do. Her, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I get you. I think that there could be some interesting possibilities. It may not be either or because, you know, when you look at a professional business like a dentist or a CPA firm or even a small law firm, what you're really talking about is the owner has all the, the equity, right? The owner has all the owns this whole thing. Maybe this guy would say to you, like, I'll finance it. You don't have to go out and get a big, huge loan. Maybe what you would do is you would say, you know what? Uh, Over the next 10 years, here's how we could transfer this over to you. I'll be working. You'll be working. Instead of, you know, blowing through all the money you have that we could do a deal where he's basically holding back the paper for you. I don't know. Do you think this guy has real money or not? Yeah. Okay. So that might be something that's actually doable. So it's about structuring a deal in a way that doesn't blow up the rest of your financial life. And I think that there is a possibility here, but the professionals that you need are actually people who really understand like, hey, how am I evaluating this business and what it's worth? And also like kind of like what he's going to do, because I'm going to give the emotional aspect. It might bum me out to have this guy stick around like you might he might be like the greatest guy in the world. He's your friend's father. And then like year four, you're like, get out of here. I'm done with you. There has to be some sort of mechanism to get him out. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying that that's something to consider. I think that like, depending on what this thing is really worth, I wouldn't want to see you blow through all your liquidity. And also like going out and getting a loan right now sucks because rates are so bad. So, I mean, I think that there could be a deal that would be made, but is he motivated? Do you think? I don't think he wants to just be out and done. So yeah. it depends on what we're talking about motivated. I think he'd really just love to transition and just, you know, almost stay on payroll and collect his annuity for a while. All right. Well, I mean, like if that if you'd have to really get close with him and really get your arms around it, you know, first of all, the good news is you're happy doing what you're doing. Number one. So if this all goes away tomorrow, who cares? Exactly. But in terms of doing a deal, I wouldn't probably go out and get a commercial loan for this deal. I would be much more, if he wants to stick around, then I think the price for that is he has to help finance the deal. And I think that's the way I would think about acquiring a business like that. I'm going to hook you up with somebody though. I'm going to hook you up with somebody who can talk to you about this, who's got a really good sense of what these things are worth and has also really looked at the different opportunities for how to finance a deal like this. Really appreciate that. It's my pleasure. Mark, you've been very quiet. Are you not, are you a fan of this idea or not? Do you want him to stay in private equity or you want him to be like a local, you know, like Eric's CPA firm and now we can finally have a CPA that we can refer people to in the New York metropolitan area? Yeah, I would be all over it if I knew that the guy was going to eventually go away. But if he's going to be lingering around for X amount of years, for me personally, that would annoy me. That's the one thing. I'd say the one thing that is sticking with me, like, is this guy going to just hang around forever? And it's not going to be a pain in the ass. Like, I don't know. I was just talking to my dentist who was retiring and like he did a great deal. He merged his practice with a, a younger guy and this guy's son. But they had like a two year transition period. And he said to me, I got, had to get out of the way, which I think could be the sticking point for me also, that if this guy's not going to get out of the way, you better really like him. Or he gets to like fence off the 
20 favorite clients he likes to serve and that's it. And he's just, you know. So the one thing I want to add is he has one other partner who has kind of already transitioned his practice to his son-in-law. And I've met them also, and they seem like great people. And, you know, I think that's kind of what my proposal is kind of, you know, what my guy is missing is he needs that young person to transition his business to. So Totally, totally. I mean, he's young, right? I get it. He's 67. It's nice. It's money. I built this up. But if he wants to make a deal and get extract any money for this, then he's going to have to get out of the way. And you're absolutely right. But it may be. That once you have, look, if he's like real money here on the table, he might be like, you know what? One day a week, this many clients, um, like let Eric take over, let Eric and this young guy, you're going to have to get really into these people though, Eric, you're going to, we're going to talk about like, it's not just a business deal. This is these, I'm going to give you the advice that someone gave me when I bought into a small business. And that is. It is harder to get out of these businesses than it is to get out of a marriage. Now, I've had two failed marriages and one business divorce. And I'll tell you, the business one was much more painful than the other two. (laughs) So you could take that with a grain of salt, but you're going to have to really get to know these people. If this thing progresses, I am telling you like this has to be, it is really a very big leap to get into business with somebody as opposed to just running your own shop. How old is the other, the other young guy? Is he your age? I think he's like 36. He's got two young kids. I mean, it's the right, it's the, it seems like, it seems like it could be a really good do or it could be a complete disaster. And, And that's kind of what I've been seeing. Like, you know, in my industry, we just hear about the accounting shortages all over. And I see it with my friends who are starting families coming to their prime earning careers and there's no people who are the young 30-something starting yes, their own practice. exactly right. And it's the same thing in financial planning, by the way. Exactly. So the way, the way that you would the, – the great the, – I think the do is that you build up a practice like this, a CPA firm, and then you bring in financial planning, and then you've got everything under one roof, and you're now like uh, 30-somethings who are dealing with people of your own age, bring growing a practice that way. And that to me is like the holy grail. All right, Mark. Well, if anyone out there is interested in getting into a small business, we're the place for you. I always thought it was interesting, Mark, that he was kind of happy in his career, but also said, hey, you know what? Maybe owning my own thing would be kind of cool. And it's kind of cool to say I'll have control over something. Now you have responsibility also. So uh, anyone who's a small business owner can tell you that it's not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows. But even Barbie found that out. Unicorns and rainbows are very exciting, but it's not like that in the real world. So if you would like to talk through some of these issues, talk through big changes that you might be contemplating, go to the website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer, as well as the web king of everything Jill on Money. We're distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? 
Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.